0: Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 28. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring
1: story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And
0: now, your host, John Duma. Fellow entrepreneurs, my driving passion at Entrepreneur on Fire is to share the incredible journey of inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. We are here to support your journey, so go to eofire.com and join the Fire Nation email community. I have some great gifts that you will find incredibly helpful, and we are always creating more for our valued Fire Nation subscribers. And now, give it up for our five-star reviews, Sean VCX, Tabitha Swanson, Lamfada, and Craig Medin. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and I look forward to thanking everyone who does the same. Okay, let's get started. I am simply overjoyed to introduce my guest today, Justin Lucas Savage. Justin, are you prepared to ignite? I am. All right. Justin trained with Dave Ramsey and his team early in 2006 and immediately launched Lucas Coaching. Soon, other businesses were asking him how they could launch coaching companies too. Thus began his work helping people start to grow a business they really cared about. Justin now spends his time creating audio and video for his community. He speaks around the world remotely and in person and has worked with clients around the globe. Justin, I've given a little overview of your business. Why don't you tell us a little more about who you are, what you do, and if I pronounce your last name correctly? <laughs> you got
1: it you got it right, John. Yes. Thanks, for, thanks for all the effort. I know you've been up all night working on that. Mm. It shows. Thank you. <laughs> um, I work in a tiny little uh, shed, a, a, an eight by 12 shed in my back actually a 10 by 12 shed in my backyard at 8,500 feet in the mountains of Colorado. Um, it's, it's a place that inspires me. Um, it's, it's, it, it's a place that I love to be. I'm staring out the window right now. It's sort of a drizzly morning, but I can see the sun right behind this. And I'm sure it'll be out here by the time we're done. But uh, I do marketing and operations predominantly for startup businesses. And so it's, uh, it's a lot of flexibility. It allows me to work with Every so often with folks who are local here in Colorado, we're pretty close to Colorado Springs, which is about 600,000 people. Um, but predominantly, my, my clients are scattered throughout the U.S. and then around the world. And so I do a number of things, but it all comes down to doing things that that really impact other people.
0: That is wonderful. And thank you for giving us that visual of where you are right now. That truly is inspiring with the sun trying to break through the clouds. Mm. So at Entrepreneur on Fire, we like to start every show off with a success quote because it's kind of our way of getting the motivational ball rolling, so to speak, and get our clients and audience and listeners really pumped up for the rest of the content that we're going to provide. So Justin, what do you have for us today?
1: So um, a guy by the name of Bob Goff says, I used to be afraid at failing at something that really mattered to me, but now I'm more afraid of, at succeeding at things that don't matter.
0: That is quite a detailed quote. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Can you give us an <laughs> example of how you've used that quote in your lifetime? Yeah.
1: Let, yeah, let me break that down because so many people have come to me over the last... Uh, I started my business over six years ago and f- have been doing it full-time as my uh, sole source of income for the last four years. And over that period of time, I've gone through this transition in my business, but I've had a lot of people come to me that that have gotten really good at doing things that don't matter to them. And when they realize the predicament that they're in, I mean, imagine a lawyer who's making a quarter million dollars a year that is the best in the world at something they don't even like. I mean, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking when you really, you start to sit back and think through Wow. I mean, it's th- here's something that this person is good at. They don't even like it. They could be using their skills to be something that they to, to do something they're good at, that changes the world, that has an impact on other people, but they're not. And so the people that have heard that from uh, throughout the years, I mean, it's just heartbreaking. So when I saw this quote by Bob, I used to be afraid at failing at something that really mattered to me, but now I'm more afraid of at succeeding at things that don't matter. I mean, it's a. I I I would wager to guess that as, as Americans, most of us are in that predicament and most people don't know how to get out of it.
0: No, I would definitely agree with that. And thank you for breaking that down specifically because I do have my head totally wrapped around that now and I could not agree more. And looking back on my life and some roads that I've started down and pulled back out of, which I'm so thankful for at this moment, mm-hmm. but I can just see the path that was before me and that people have continued down in other ways, shapes, and forms. How have you actually applied this quote at a ground level to you in your practice, in your life?
1: Well, so, I mean, this this really kind of reverts back to where I was when I started uh, my business. I was doing something that didn't really matter to me. I was great at it, um, but the, the schedule, the travel, um, all that got to me, and, while I was having an impact on people, it, it wasn't it wasn't manifesting itself the way that I wanted to. And, and at the same time, I didn't know how I wanted that to manifest it. Um, and so I just started doing something. You mentioned that I trained with Dave Ramsey and I started helping people with their finances. And, uh, you know, I'd give them a plan to get out of debt. I'd give them the tools, the motivation, the inspiration to figure out why they're doing it. And it was through that that I started building my business. And then other people were asking me, how, how did you do that? And it really came down to marketing. And I gave them some ideas and I said, do this and this and this and this. And so long story short, that's what I do now. Um, I've been doing that for about four years, uh, specifically in marketing and operations. And um, so it was just this transition of doing something that I was really good at that, that didn't matter to me. Um, I would go to work and it was sort of a, kind of a mindless thing, but, you know, I would go to work, I would sit down and I would do it and I'd be gone for three or four days at a time and I'd come home and then I could live my life and it was just compartmentalized and it wasn't good.
0: Thank you for sharing that and we'll use that to transition to our next topic because here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we really tell the story of the entrepreneur and Justin, you're our spotlighted Entrepreneur today, so we want to hear about your journey. And every entrepreneur that's had a journey, that's experienced life, has also experienced failures Mm -hmm. or obstacles or challenges, however they want to define it. And it's just part of who we are and the life that we lead. And as entrepreneurs, we try not to let those failures or obstacles define who we are and propel us Mm -hmm. forward. So can you take us back to a time that you've come up to a challenge or an obstacle or had a failure and how you reacted to that? Mm.
1: Yeah, this is a, it's a question and uh, it's a powerful question. And and I think it's different for everybody, but one of the biggest obstacles for me was just getting a new business launched and then doing it full time. You know, so many people want to do that. It's, I don't remember what the stats are, but something like 80% of of Americans think that they have a book in them. They want to write a book and most of them never will. It doesn't even matter if it's good. Most of them never will even start. And business is sort of like that too. I think a lot of people have ideas and a lot of people have great ideas that they will never act on. And it's, it's really a shame. And so my biggest thing was, was just doing something. Um, I was walking around the house and I, I wanted to, to get out of my, uh, my previous job for a long time. And uh, my wife was one of my biggest proponents of that. Because she wanted me home. We had two young kids at home. We um, and we wanted at least one more. And that's where we are now. We've got three girls. And you know, I was walking around just sort of I probably whining a little bit, but but saying, Man, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do this. And at, at some point my wife just got tired of it and, and Christine just said, Why don't you? You know, and I was prepared, or I thought I was anyways, with, I'm going to give her like 250 reasons why I, why I couldn't, because <laughs> things are in my way, but John, there wasn't one. I mean, I sat for a couple of days and I was like, okay, she said that. And I know she said it in passing, but I took it as a really, a real serious thing. And I thought, I'm going to make this list and I'm going to say, here's why this won't work. And I couldn't come up with one valid reason. If I was honest with myself, one valid reason why it wouldn't work. And so for me it was not not knowing that whole plan 100% laid out it was knowing the next step. What you know here's here's sort of my vision down the road which visions are great and I think you need to have them. Rarely do you does that vision come to fruition because you learn and that's a good thing because you learn things along the way that make that vision change. And so I while I knew here was my vision, I didn't know how to get there, but I knew what the next step was. And then when I did that, I knew what the next step was, and I did that, and I knew the step after it. And so I got to doing that, um, and and that was that was the biggest thing. I mean, it's it's scary when you're out there and and you're trying to launch something, and 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 it never ends, right? I mean, I'm an entrepreneur now, and I've I'm working on a I'm working on an idea that as near as I can tell, nobody in the world has done it before. Now, it's it's not the biggest thing out there. It, it, I don't know, I guess it could be a multi-million dollar business. It's not necessarily my vision for it. But I think that, that nobody's done it before, and so there's no plan to follow. And it's scary.
0: So in a way, your obstacles that you had had in your mind were, were made up. Because when you sat down and actually analyzed what was holding you back, you found out that there was nothing. That was very powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And my question that leads from that is: What was a specific lesson beyond this fake obstacles that you had created that you truly pulled from that moment?
1: Oh, and this is this is a really important lesson, and it's one that I learned. It, you know, stupidly, it took me twelve months to learn it, but it was that I couldn't do it on my own. I mean, you mentioned that I trained with Dave Ramsey and his team, and and I went out to Nashville and I spent. Uh, a full week just sitting down. It was intense, you know, 8 a.m. to 5, 6, 7 p.m. And it was just a fire hose. And here's how to do this. And then I, and I took that and I went back and I said, all right, I'm going to build this thing. And I did. I got it to a point where it was it was up and running. Um, it wasn't very much income. It was like $800 to $1,000 a month. And it was just, it had plateaued for months, like four or five months. That was it. It wasn't going anywhere else. I was like, what? Okay, I need to work harder. I need to work harder. And th- there's a certain part of that where I couldn't work any harder. I needed, I, I needed to know what I didn't know. I needed somebody to help me solve my blind blind spots. What am I missing? And so my big realization, this lesson that I learned was that I couldn't do it by myself. And as soon as I learned that, in fact, as soon as I I don't really call myself a coach because it's sort of an overused term, but obviously my website is coachradio.tv. Uh, sort of ironic there. But so I was this coach who was out there trying to help other people and I didn't see the value or maybe was blinded by it. I didn't see the value of hiring a coach for myself. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, I am the stupidest guy on the planet right now. And so what I did was as soon as I learned that I went out, I spent two two days with a coach. I flew halfway across the country. Spent two days with them, and that was a few thousand dollars. And I hired coaches for everything, but it was that one thing, John, that that learning that lesson and then overcoming it just spoke volumes for my business. All of a sudden, things just took off, and that was 12 months into it and uh, 12 months into my business. By the time I hit uh, 20 months in my business, I went full-time, and so that was only eight months later.
0: That is a powerful lesson, and I'm looking now at Coach Radio TV. What does your team look like?
1: Um, my team on any d- given day could just be myself or it could be a handful of other people scattered uh, around the country uh, doing different things um, sometimes I work with people locally here and 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 by that, I don't have any employees um, I don't really I guess I'm an employee, but I don't even like to consider <laughs> myself. I'm an employee of my own business, um, depending on the project that I'm working on. And, and sometimes I've, you know, I'll go in and I'll partner with other people, especially when we're doing startups, right? If it's, and I'm, I'm doing marketing or I'm doing operations and, and that could look like, well, how do we pull this website together? And how do we put an e-commerce platform together for it? How do we make the website work so that when people come to it, they know what they're supposed to do. There's a call to action. Um, and, and then how do we grow revenue and, and increase our sales? Um, and that can be a really big deal with a lot of startups, whether they have capital behind them or not. And so it's it, usually it goes beyond just me. Sometimes I'm sitting down and I'm working with solopreneurs. And when it comes into the bigger businesses, it's all right, identifying what needs to happen. What, again, what is that vision that you have as a business? Where is it that you want to be down the road? Maybe it's three or five years. And then where are we right now? And then what team do I need to assemble? To make all of this happen. And so I'm not I'm not great at doing things on my own. I mean as a coach to look at somebody's business and say do this 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 and this and let's create a plan for that I can do that. that's not a problem but when it comes to to making things happen, I need to surround myself with other people that that make up for my weaknesses uh, and I think I'm decently good at that. So from any given day it's myself working on one project to uh, three or four or six or you know up to 10 15 people. Um, that are all coming together trying to, to launch an idea or make something happen.
0: Words of wisdom. So Justin, Entrepreneur on Fire is about your journey. And you've shared an obstacle that you've come across. And you've shared a couple aha moments that you've had through that journey. And this is really where we're at right now. We're at the aha moment. Again, thank you for sharing some lights that have come on. And as entrepreneurs, we're always having small, medium, large, aha moments throughout the course of our journey. And that light bulb can really be a source of inspiration for our listeners. So beyond what you've already spoken of, have you had a light bulb moment where you just said, aha, this is it, this is going to resonate with my clients, with my audience, with people who I interact with? Have you had that special moment?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously the the biggest one was... Um, I guess about five years ago when I realized I couldn't do it on my own, but I'm still having those, you know, it's, it's, you know, business continues to, to circle back. And some days it feels like I'm just starting out. And I realize again and again, wait a minute, I'm out here trying to do something on my own. I need to bring in other people. And I'm working on a project right now that involves a lot of video. Um, and, and I won't go you know too in depth into this, but I had some ideas on this, on, on how to make some things happen and how to monetize an idea. And, and I was just, you know, gosh, I'd, just thinking through it, there were some missing pieces and I spent time thinking and I, then I left it alone. And a week later, I'd come back and wake up in the middle of the night and just keep thinking about this. And then I realized when I had a meeting with somebody, just talking through this idea again, I was like, wait a minute, you're the missing piece to this. You know I need other people and I keep coming back to that. It's like I need to write that on a piece of paper in fact and and put you can't do this alone Justin. And I mean constantly John I'm having these I'm having these flashbacks almost to Wait a minute, here's why it's not working. You're trying to work in your strengths which is great, but what needs to happen here is is there there's a missing piece to this and it's it's an area where I'm weak at it and so I need to bring somebody in to make up for that
0: or it's not going to work. That's great. And maybe next time we have you on the show, you'll have your own personal success quote. Have you had an I've made it moment?
1: That's It's an interesting question, right? I mean, this I've had it or I've made it moment. Um, yes and no. I mean, yes on the when it comes down to there's, there's small projects where, wow, this is going to work. I can make money. I can get this idea spread out, and it doesn't even necessarily have to relate to money. It can just be this idea is taking off. This is great. Maybe you put something on Facebook, and you know you get thousands of people to share it, or even hundreds of people, where before it was like you know three people, and most of those were your family. You know, you've you, you've had these little wins, um, but I, I think it's, I think it's a question that, um, entrepreneurs constantly struggle with, um, getting their, getting their ideas to make money and then just getting their ideas out there. And I think that if I ever have this, wow, I've, I've made it, I'm set. I think that if that ever happens, it, it, to me, in my mind, it's sort of like I've reached a plateau to where it's not going to be fun anymore because as an entrepreneur, I'm constantly chasing that. And then when I think I've made it, which is, I think I've reached a goal in my mind I'm gonna go after something else you know it's you you hear these you know you hear people that say, well I want to do this I want to launch this idea it's going to make millions or, or billions of dollars. I'll sell it for one and a half billion dollars um, sort of like Zappos did. I mean with Tony Shea, Zappos was like a 1.2 billion dollar sale to uh, Amazon but it is something that Tony, the CEO is so passionate about. That it was contingent on we will sell the company to, to Amazon if you continue to let me run it just like we're running it now. Because it is something that he was so passionate about. It was so here's a sale of the company, it was $1.2 billion. And it's sort of off on the side, right? Okay, yeah, we sell we sold it. Let's go back to work. Because I'm constantly working to, to, to get to that next goal. And so you know while it's okay to to think that you've made it in my mind it's all right i've accomplished this goal what's next that's the thing that keeps me going
0: i think you've just hit the nail on the head when you just say that as an entrepreneur it's really a blessing and a curse i mean we just have this internal drive to get to the certain level and the goals that we've set for ourselves and then once we reach that the lucky ones we might take a deep breath smile and appreciate it but then we continue to push that goal to a higher and higher level so we're never just at this completely satisfied moment and your example with zappos is great and in his book delivering happiness is very inspirational i would recommend anybody reading that book it's just a great lesson of how to do entrepreneurship correctly i really take a lot of guidance from that so thank you for bringing that up good book Justin, we're going to now move into your current business. You have a lot of exciting things going on. We mentioned coachradio.tv, and that's exciting. I'd like to delve into that. Before we really delve into the full parameters of it, what's one thing that's really exciting you about your business today?
1: Well, it's it's the same thing, honestly, John, that excited me when I first started it. And that is being able to have an impact on one person's life. And it's scaled a little bit since I first started it. You know, when I was doing financial coaching, I would sit down with one person or one family, a husband and wife, sitting across the desk from me. And moving in, it's been a it's been a long transition. So I don't want to make make this sound like it happened overnight. But now when I can when I can build an e-commerce platform um, and something that, uh, one of my recent clients was a company called story company and it's storycompany.com and you'll go there and you'll find some really interesting, high quality, unique handmade goods from people around the world. And what we were doing when we started the company and, and launched it out was to find these people on other parts of the world that want to get out of, that want to get out of, um, just bad situations right they're living in abject poverty and they've got skills and and they can make things but they sell them in their village they don't have access to global markets like we do here in the US we can start a business and put it on eBay and Amazon and you can take PayPal payments tomorrow you can't do that in Rwanda it doesn't work and so what we did at story company was was open that up and give them access to those global markets and now when we make a sale of a t-shirt or a bracelet or a a handbag or a purse, I know when that money comes in, I can see the person that that's going back to and is supporting their family. And so it's the very same reason that I started my business so many years ago, and that's to help people.
0: Well, that is exciting. And thank you for making an impact on the Entrepreneur on Fire audience. And that's a way that you are continuing to further your goals and your aspirations by helping people. And that's such a worthy endeavor. And I'm really interested to learn more about your company. Is it storytime.com? Storycompany.com. Great, storycompany.com. We'll absolutely put all these links in the show notes for our listeners to go to afterwards. So we've talked about what's exciting you right now, and that is very exciting things. What is something that's exciting you for the future of your business, what visions do you have?
1: Um, you know, there's, there's not, it, to me, it's, to me, it's open doors, right? When a door opens, do I have the guts, the courage to go through it? And and so I don't know what, I don't know what ideas are out there. I mean, for me, it's not, all right, sit down and here's the vision of where I want to go and I want to accomplish these things. And it's, it's not, it's not, um, Trying to d- d- describe this right, it's not okay. I want to build a store that you know has fifty thousand unique SKUs and and has this number of sales. It's not that at all. I mean, if that if the right idea comes around, maybe it's something I jump on. But for me, it's it's recognizing when the doors open, and and put myself out there. And that's not something that comes naturally to me. I mean, I'm a I'm the world's biggest introvert, and for me to go out and to talk to people and um, and to network and, and do that sort of thing, I mean, I'm definitely not the life of a party. If you see me at a party, I'm probably on the side or in a corner somewhere to, talking to one person. Um, but when I see those doors, I want to run through them. Specifically right now, I mentioned a video project um, and it's, it's not being done anywhere in the world. And that's something that scares me. I mean, you always have to ask, in your, ask yourself the question: All right, is it, because this isn't being done in the is wor- anywhere in the world? Does that mean that it's such a great idea that nobody's ever had it? Which I think is doubtful. Or the other side of it is: Has somebody tried it? Maybe multiple people, and they failed at it. You know, and that's a little bit scary. But I think if you do your due diligence, and you sit down and you you work out a plan and you start talking to people, it's either gonna to come together or it's not. But the future for me is constantly looking at what are the open doors, where am I being pushed, and will I will I fall if
0: I'm being pushed and stay there, or will I take a step and walk through that door? Great, well I look forward to following your progress through those doors. Thanks. So Justin, you've been very transparent with the Entrepreneur on Fire audience, and we really do appreciate that. And I'd like to take that one step further because the word entrepreneur is a mystery to most people. At Entrepreneur on Fire, we really try to pull back the curtain and kind of show that you know we're just normal people too. So I know that no day for you is exactly the same and you have different days, but we always do go back to those common tasks that do take up a good portion of our time every single day. What are Mm -hmm. two tasks that seem to occupy a good portion of your day?
1: Um, it's things that, well, half of it doesn't directly make money for me. Um, but, but, and yet it does. Um, a a big part of that is marketing. Everything you do is marketing. If, if you work in a business, if you're an employee, if you have other employees working for you. Everybody is in marketing. Everything you do is marketing from the way you answer the phone, every single email that gets sent out is marketing. When you're in the grocery store and you run into somebody and have a conversation, even if it's something that doesn't relate to your business, it is marketing. You never know where that's going to go and, and what's going to come from that. And so marketing is a, is a big thing for me. Um, and, and then the thing that doesn't directly make money, um, and yet it does, is social media because it's just talking to people. Um, I was, in fact, yesterday I was helping a friend move and I met, I don't know, three or four people and we live in a small town. So it's a big deal when you meet three or four new people. Um, and we're, you know, we were helping this guy move and we had a great conversation going and, you know, talking about what everybody does. And, um, there may or may not have been some business that resulted of that. Now I don't go and help somebody move. I don't go to church. I don't, I don't do any of that because I expect to meet somebody and make a sale, but sometimes that happens. Um, and it, so that's you know that's not it's it's kind of an end result sometimes, but you're constantly marketing and, and not in a bad way, in a very very good way. You're going to be putting yourself out there and, and talking to people and making relationships. And I do that both online and off. So when we talk about social media, it's just you know to me Twitter Twitter is is very Twitter is personal, and yet I also use it for business, and the same with Facebook. Although Facebook for me is mainly personal, um, it's 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 more difficult. Not that it's difficult for everybody, but it's more difficult for me to do business things on there, and so I don't, uh, or I do very few. Um, and it's the it's social media is just talking to people, right? That's all it is. And if I'm talking to a guy about whatever, his, his holiday weekend, and we're talking about plans and about fishing or he's going out boating or camping with his family. Um, who knows where that's going to lead? And it's the same whether you're doing it in social media or offline. So I'm constantly talking to people and building relationships. Again, it's that community part of this. You, you, can't do, you can't do any business or any project on your own and expect it to. Maybe you'll make some money and you'll be profitable, but it won't ever be as big as you want it to be. And so just getting myself out there and talking to people is, is really what, what occupies a lot of my time.
0: This day and age, engagement is so key, whether that's face-to-face, whether it's virtually, face-to-face, on social media, whatever platform you use. If you're not engaging, you're really not maximizing the potential of your business. I totally agree with you. Thank you for sharing that. So we're going to move on to the lightning round. This is my favorite part of the show. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you get to come back with amazing and mind-blowing contents. Does that sound like a plan?
1: Sounds fantastic. I'm sure all <laughs> my answers will be mind-blowing.
0: <laughs> what was the number one thing holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: I think I think it was fear. And I'm going to I'm going to back this up in a different way than I think a lot of people expect to hear it because you know people say well I'm, I'm afraid you know, how do you face the fear? And I don't think there really is fear. I, I think there's fear, but it's not the fear, the negative fear that a lot of people think it is. For me, it was fear of success. And I think that's what a lot of people think as well. That job that I was doing that I no longer am was, was uh, a job as an airline pilot. I was a captain and my fear was that I would succeed in my business and, and wouldn't ever be called an airline pilot anymore because I would leave. And people are deathly afraid of success because it disrupts their life and it's it, there, i mean there's it's valid right it's a, it's a valid fear that wow my life is going to change you know i'm i hate what i'm doing but i'm comfortable i've got a paycheck things are things are okay i am afraid of doing something else and having to relearn that and that
0: was definitely true for me that is powerful and I often refer to T. Harv Eker's Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Have you read that book? Huh. It's a great book because it really addresses the mindset and how it's our mindset that sometimes limits the amount of success, financial success or happiness that we attain in life. It's a great, well-rounded book. It was written a long time ago, but it's still so relevant today that it's incredible. I would recommend it to anybody who is just really engaged with Justin's answer here. So Justin, what is the best business advice you have ever received?
1: Well, I don't know who said this. It's more of a general thing, but um, do one thing every day that scares you. And, and it's super good advice. And if you, here's, here's, here's my thing to put on top of that. If you do that one thing every day that scares you in the very beginning part of your day, you're gonna have an awesome day. Now, there's a chance that you'll have a bad one because you'll do something that scares you and you'll fail at it, but you're gonna learn something from it. Um, and it's it's really it's gonna it'll change your life um, if not just your business.
0: Yes, I can't attribute this to anybody. I'll probably be able to do it in the show notes, but his quote was, "Swallow the frog first thing in the morning." And that basically just says that exact thing. When you first get going, Whatever you don't want to do, swallow that frog first, and you'll feel great the rest of the day. What is something that's working for you or your business right now?
1: Building relationships. I mean, I, I don't advertise, so referrals are key. Um, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, helping somebody move and just, you know, meeting people. You never know what's going to come about from that and and in fact, I would say that all of the local business that I have done um, here in Colorado has just been from meeting people. You meet somebody and they introduce you to somebody else and somebody knows somebody that knows somebody. And all of a sudden it's, you know, you're, you're doing a big thing. And um, we went to, a, my family and I went to a wedding in California and the father of the bride, we just got to talking. I mean, he was a great guy, really interesting. And he had tried to retire from a business uh, from a number of a number of times he tried to retire. And uh, he lives in uh, Silicon Valley, San Jose, California. And um, he'd been the CFO for four different startups that just all made it big. Um, all four startups you've heard of. And he's working with another one right now. Came out of retirement. They pulled him out. And um, they need some help with marketing and operations. And we just started talking. I mean, it's just fascinating. I never, And I don't know if anything will come of it and i certainly didn't go to that wedding become because of you know well i get some business out of going to this wedding it's not that at all but but naturally i i enjoy finding interesting people to talk to and
0: learning what their stories are and sometimes uh,
1: just amazing things come about
0: i love the theme so far of this little chat we've been having which is interact and engage because that's so important and i'm really glad you're getting that message across so Justin, what's the best business book that you've read in the last six months?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I haven't been reading much nonfiction, which is this is maybe surprising to a lot of people. And if you would, if I would have heard myself say this six months ago, um, I would be amazed too, because that's <laughs> all I've ever read is nonfiction. Since starting the business, books have been imperative to me. And um, yeah, it's probably about six months ago or so that. Um, I just sat down and I said, you know what? I want to get out of this. I don't ever want to get stuck in, okay, the next bu- business book, the next business book, the next business book. And I said, at least for the next three months, I am going to read nothing but fiction. And there's a number of reasons why I wanted to do that. Uh, one of the most important ones was because I wanted to be a better writer. Um, I wanted to be a better storyteller. And that comes through not just in writing, uh, but in a number of ways. And so I started reading just fiction. And um, Gosh, I got to tell you, if you're just stuck in nonfiction uh, like I was, I mean, if somebody recommended a, a fiction book, I'd say no way. There's no way I'm doing that. Um, but I did get out and, and start reading a lot of fiction, and it's changed the way that I look at a lot of things. But I'm going to throw a book out here that is a nonfiction book and not necessarily a business book, but it's more of a life book. It's written by an author. His name is Don Miller, and the book is called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And from a business and from a personal perspective, I think those are the same, right? Your your business is your life. If if you're going out there just to chase something that's going to make a lot of money, it's probably not going to work. You've got to be doing something that you're inspired by. And this business is your life because you're so excited about it, in fact, that you would do it without the worry of, how am I going to get paid for this? And A Million Miles in a Thousand Years is a super boring title, but after about 50 people told me to, to read it, I, I read it and I've read it a, a number of times now. And I read it again within the last six months. And it's a book that just gives you a different outlook on your life and how you're doing your business uh, to be sure that you're you're doing the right thing. I mean, th- at the end of the day, it's, are you living a story that you're proud of? When you get to the end of it, Is it something that you're going to want to, you want people to talk about as your eulogy, for instance, right? He, you know, Justin did this and, and they're really proud to talk about it. And so A Million Miles in a Thousand Years is a great book from that perspective.
0: Great. I have never heard of that book, which is rare because I am an avid reader. So I really look forward to delving into that. Love it. Justin, this last question is my favorite. And it's kind of a tricky one, so you can take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you had all of the experience, knowledge, and money that you currently have today, but everything about your business had completely disappeared, leaving you with essentially a clean slate, which is where most of our listeners are finding themselves right now, what would you do in the next seven days?
1: Well, I can see how a lot of you know a lot of people that are in business, John, are you know would think about this and say, "Oh, I do all these things differently." Um, I think that I tend to do business a little bit differently than most people. Um, I'd work to rebuild. There's I mean, this is what I'm doing every single day is you know those open doors that I mentioned earlier is just looking for them and and pushing myself out of the comfort zone to walk through those doors. With the same experience and everything that I have right now, I'd be doing exactly what I'm doing and just and, and chasing down opportunities and, and figuring out where can I work, how can I fine-tune this so I'm working more in my gifts and more in my strengths and surrounding myself with other people who can make up for my weaknesses to where they're using their strengths. Um, and we can really build something that matters. And again, I don't know what that is. But I just I'd continue to to work and, and rebuild it. So it's an interesting question, because I I mean a lot of a lot of my business I've been there. I you know I get I get sort of tired of uh, of some things and I say man I want to I want to do this a little bit differently, and I just sort of blow things up, right? And uh, and I I start from scratch and I say how can I rebuild this? How can I make it better? How? Given, given what I know about myself and business and what I'm good at, how could I do more of that? Where could I work that's going to have more of an impact on people?
0: And that's what I do. Great. Thank you for being so specific on that. And Justin, thank you for joining us today. You've given us some great actionable advice, and we are definitely all better for it. Give Fire Nation one last piece of guidance. Give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Well, John, I appreciate you having me on the show. I mean, and I love these questions. I love, I, I love where you're coming from to, to really get at the heart of all of this. And I'd say the, our conversation comes back to don't chase an idea just because there might be some money behind it or because it's a passing fad. Do what it is that you're truly excited about and passionate about and is something that keeps you awake at night. I mean, just last week, I got up at three in the morning because I was so excited about it, an idea. And I laid there for about 20 minutes and I said, forget it. I, I can't go to sleep. I'm just going to work on this for maybe an <laughs> hour, back to sleep. And an hour turned into 630 in the morning. And then I had to go get the kids up for school. And, and that's the thing that people should be chasing. Not another money-making opportunity, not the latest MLM or franchise out there. They should be chasing the thing that they're truly excited about.
0: All right, and give yourself a plug.
1: Uh, So I'm at coachradio.tv. You'll find everything, uh, social media, and you can contact me on uh, Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. But uh, coachradio.tv, I do a show there and and, uh, a blog throughout the week, and you'll find links to a lot of other stuff that I'm doing.
0: Justin, once again, thank you for your time, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, thank you so much for joining us today. My one call to action for you is to go to eofire.com, join our email list, and receive our ever-growing supply of gifts to include WordPress video tutorials, an entrepreneur quiz with complete diagnosis, and access to our weekly newsletter. Also, for that entrepreneur ready to take it to the next level, visit ignitemastermind.com Join our elite mastermind community and watch your business or business idea explode.
1: Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.